change. This train not taking passengers. Hey everyone. <laughs> hey, it's too bright in here. I'll be right back. Alright. <laughs> um, hey everyone. How are we doing? I don't know why I'm talking to people like I'm watching right. Do you know what it was? I keep forgetting the name of that movie. It's a, an Adam Sandler movie. It came out I don't know, a couple of years ago. Uh, there's a guy, he plays a guy named Hubie. Okay, this is going to annoy me. I can actually look it up. Hubie Dubois is the name of the guy. Pretty typical of what you'd expect Adam Sandler to be doing. Hubie Halloween 2020. There we go. So, yeah, watch this randomly over the last week with my eyes wide shut. Uh, he plays, yeah, like I said, typical Adam Sandler role. Yeah, that goofy, unattached, completely oblivious sort of guy who manages to get the girl at the end and, you know, hijinks and sue and all that other shit. Uh, why did I bring that up? Yeah, this is how tired I am. <laughs> this is how tired and underfed I am. I've actually forgotten what I was actually leading on about to the point where I feel like I need to rewind to listen to what what the fuck it is that I just said, which is, I think this is what I'm actually going to do. How are we doing? I don't know why I'm talking to people like I'm watching a radio. Do you know what it was? I can't forget the name of that movie. Okay, now I figured it out. In the movie, you've got... A DJ voice that constantly, like over a radio station, it's set in Salem, and uh, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, the DJ thing from Salem was actually one of the, the funny reveals of the movie, but yeah, the whole movie, there's a DJ from the local radio station in Salem, DJ Aurora, that keeps giving these monologues, uh, not monologues, narrative sort of drops over the course of the movie, sort of like, uh, what was the name of the, uh, one, uh, Warriors, then remembers that there's a DJ that you know interacts the entire time through the whole movie, and I think that's why I started talking about like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sort of weird. I don't know how these DJs actually I do. Every day they interact with people like doing the midnight hour. You know what I mean? When there, there are no call-ins or anything like that, they would keep talking to an audience like they're actually there. Whereas I have. The uncanny ability to babble on for an hour at will, but feel like no one's listening either way. I know someone's listening because a lot of my mates message me and say, you're an idiot for, you know, saying something or I'm going to hell. <laughs> either that. Actually, something nice that happened the other day was some money got sent and bought us a coffee, but it was completely anonymous. Um, I don't like that because I like to be able to thank people. So whoever bought us a coffee thank you i don't feel like we deserve it because the last month um yeah we haven't been in here i actually don't remember i know it was a it was a low-hanging fruit episode that was the last thing we did but i don't remember when that was surely it's been at least three weeks at least three four weeks it's just been flat out just been flat out with work usual shit i've got a bunch of people that yeah i've wanted to bring in but just i have not I haven't reached out to them to secure any dates purely because I don't know when I'm going to be able to get in here. This is the first time I've been in here since I dropped off the Time Cop 
canvas. <laughs> that time cop canvas, I swear to God. See, okay. Maybe I can get a poll on this one. Should I or shouldn't I? The time cop canvas. I don't know, about a month or two ago, uh, my mate Malaka turned around and um, he was doing something in his office or his studio, his uh, games room or something. can't remember what it was, but he's got these canvases in his office and they're the original movie canvases of, you know, like think of the movie posters, but they're actually on canvas wood. So like pure 80s, 90s sort of shit. He's got like Ghostbusters, the original Batman, uh, Kickboxer was the first one that set it off. I still remember him buying that for like 50 bucks or something off eBay. Steel, absolute steel. And um, yeah, since then, like I've always wanted to get one myself. And something, I saw one the other day, like either he messaged me or took a photo of something and then it had it in the background. I can't remember how he triggered me about a month or two ago. And I said, oh, I'm in. I go, I want one. That's it. So I jumped on Marketplace and just searched Van Damme Canvas and Time Cop came up. An autographed, original 94 canvas signed by the man himself, Jean-Claude Van, Van Damme. Um... Why do I say it like that? Oh, I know why. <laughs> Don LaFontaine, king of the voiceover movie trailers. He did like, he's done, you know, 85% of the movie trailers going in from, you know, the late, the mid 80s through to the late 90s or whatever. <clears throat> it was his voice. He's the one that did the, the original in a world. Like, he's the one that, yeah, I really like, uh, I was, yeah, this guy, I was in awe of this guy. And he did a skit once with, uh, Frank Caliendo and Pablo Francisco, both incredible uh, impressionists and voiceover actors. And they did the three tenors, but movie voices. So it's like, you know, um, action, action, action. Like everyone's doing their thing. And they all shared like the whole trailers. Like so they all did different types. And they said the name of the movie. I can't remember the name of the movie, but in the start of it, it was like between the three of them, it was like Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> It was freaking, it's an awesome skit. I highly recommend you look it up if you haven't already watched it. Rest in peace, the king of, of uh, movie trailer voices, Don LaFontaine. That's where Van Damme came from. Anyway, so I found the Dream Canvas first hit, off first cab off the rank, marketplace, 80 bucks. I'm like, done. You cannot put a price on Van Damme's signature. I'm sure you can. And this man did, and it was $80, and I was prepared to part with that. So, I messaged the guy, hey, mate, keen, like, when can I lock it in? La, 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 la. Guy responds, yeah, sweet. Yeah, look, do you want me to pay you a deposit? Like, uh, whatever you need. You know, I, I remember I was, like, I'm busy in the next, like, two days or so, but where are you? Cranbourne somewhere. I can't remember where it was. I'm like, okay, look, you know, let's figure out a meeting point, like, wherever or if you're happy to hang on to it, um, I'll come down like as soon as I can, la, la, la. Went back and forth for a couple of days, and they just been quiet. <laughs> like, I literally messaged him to say, hey, man, keen to come and get it? Like, when, when can I meet up? And just went, ghosted me. To the point where I, you could see that I was see, I could see that he was getting the messages, but he wasn't responding. And I'm like, what have I done? Like, I haven't done anything. Anyway, at least vexed me. Because like it was still sitting there on Marketplace. And then I brought it up with Malaka and his wife. 
And I was like, man, why don't you message him, see what happens? And I remember his missus was like, it'd be funny if the guy actually responds. The guy responded within like five minutes of him messaging him saying, hey, is this available? I just said to him, dude, get it at all costs. <laughs> so he pulled through. Yeah, one day he called me up, was trolling me at the start, and um, it did like a slow reveal, ended up, you know, he picked it up for me. Brilliant. Highly grateful. But then at the back of my mind, I was just like, why did this guy ghost me? I literally said, yes, I will meet you wherever you want. I will pay you a deposit to hold it until I can actually get down there. What would you like? And the guy never got back to me. But then when my mate messaged him, he had it within like, you know, 72 hours or whatever. I said, (laughs) I said I should send him a photo of me posing in front of the poster with a thumbs up saying, I want my certificate of authenticity. <laughs> I'm just wondering, how would he react? How, how could he react? I'm actually thinking about that now. Could he get, like, how could he react? Like, what, what would your reaction be if you've ghosted someone on Marketplace over a product and then they've messaged you back like a month later and they've got the product that you've sold? I mean, he can't bitch because he sold it for the price that he wanted. Jimmy Drama said to me, I'll do you one and message the guy and offer him like double what it's worth and that I'll come pick it up tonight. I don't even know if he got a response out of it. I'm sure he probably didn't. I'm pretty sure if you check his marketplace right now, it'd still be there, the prick. But <laughs> I'm so, t- like, should I? Should I send him a photo of me posing with the thing? Or just just not even me in front of it, just thumbs upping like, you know, the canvas. But I think that line was brilliant. I want my certificate of authenticity. <laughs> Jimmy Drama actually said it was fake. It had to be fake for that price. I said, bullshit. But it did actually get me to compare the signatures of other crap online, and it looks pretty legit. Be that as it may, um, keep in mind that Jean-Claude Van Damme in the 90s was a mad cokehead. (laughs) I don't know why that would affect the quality of your signature, but regardless. (laughs) I'm drinking this uh, bottle of water. Every time I take a sip, I can smell chocolate bullets. And I'm wondering why. Now, I'm actually realizing why. There's a pack of chocolate bullets in the fridge that have been left opened in there from the last time I was here. Oh, God. Classy, classy moves. Uh, yeah, I feel bad uh, for anyone that's donated, uh, yeah, bought us a coffee in the last couple of months. It's just because I've just been flat out. I feel bad. I don't want to commit to anyone coming in and knowing that I feel I won't be able to do it myself. But I promise, yeah, I'll try and get it back on track. But it is going to be a bit hard. I'm working ridiculously hard uh, in the lead up to me going away for a month. It'll be my first trip, like an extensive, extended period for in 2011. It's really sad. Uh, It's 2023. I'm coming up to, I've got a lot of uh, milestone years. You know what I mean? With 2023. So like 2013 was the year I moved down in my place. For the first time. So, yeah, everything that happened in 2013 is coming up. You know, it's just like a, a stark reminder that we're getting older. And I'm actually, Jesus, I can't believe 10 years. And this is the year where it's become apparent, where I'm in the worst shape I've ever been. Clothes don't fit. Face looks like it's a, a what's it called? A, a, a milk carton <laughs> that's been used and abused over the course of the week. It's, yeah, it's becoming really apparent. I'm starting to feel my age. My feet hurt. My knees hurt. It's really quite sad. 
Yeah, how quickly it goes. I don't know. Oh, where was I the other day? I was walking in the um, I was in the CBD, CBD around that area somewhere. I was walking around. Can't remember what I was doing. <laughs> um, and I, oh, it was Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day that weekend. The Valentine's, no Valentine's Day. I don't think it was on a weekend. It was during the week. But it had to be anyway. It was after hours, so God knows what. And I, just, I caught wind of a, a couple. I'm going to assume they're a couple, but they weren't holding hands or anything. But they were young. They would have been like late teens, you know, eighteen, no, nineteen, if that. They looked really young. I mean, I get it. I look older, but they looked really young. And um, <laughs> the dude was wearing, uh, not what he's wearing. He was holding a plastic bag, like, full of groceries, but, like, not groceries as in, like, hey, I've, we've done groceries for the week. It was more like just shitty snacks and booze and cheap, cheap booze, the type that you would have got when you were, like, 18 and you were headed to, like, you know, an apartment with a girl or a party or something. And automatically, like, I picked it up. I'm like, they've definitely got, because where they were walking, there's a lot of service departments and, and stuff like that. So they definitely like headed to that hotel room, you know, for Valentine's Day or whatever it was. Oh, that was really cute because like the dude had the bag and it was awkward looking. Like it was just filled with snacks, like chips and Coke and just cheap like mixes. And I'm not making fun of him. It just reminded me of what I would have been like at that age. Because I remember when I was from like 18 to like 21, 22. I had a group of friends and we used to get apartment. We do. We used to do apartment parties in the CBD like all the time. Like every second, third weekend, we'd all put in a couple, bit of money and we'd get like a two, three bedroom apartment, you know, in the CBD and organize like a night out, club, guest list, people to crash. So I know I've been that kid. So I'm not making, I wasn't making fun of him. It was just like a, oh, like, you know, uh, onward young soldier, <laughs> onward Christian soldiers. Um, and I just don't remember like what my perception of myself was at that point because that kid looked awkward, and I imagine I would have been fucking awkward because I was, yeah um I was never good around women like back then at all. So it and then I thought about it. I'm like, when when does that actually when are we put in that situation now? Like I'm nearing forty, and I thought about the first thing straight away. The first thing I thought about was being in a restaurant. <laughs> Being in a restaurant and the waiter comes over with the wine. <laughs> and like a group of adults or yeah. And someone's ordered wine or like I've ordered wine like for the table. You know, like someone said, oh, maybe we should get a glass of this. And I've said, look, why don't you just get a bottle of this? Like screw it. I don't know anything about wine. I don't pretend to be a connoisseur. I don't. I really don't. And for some reason, people seem to think that I'm a connoisseur of booze as well. I'm not a connoisseur of booze. I just know how to drink. <laughs> I used to be able to anyway, not anymore. Um, yeah, I'm a two-pot screamer now. But back in the day, I could put them away until I did irreparable damage to my liver. Um, but yeah, my first thought was the most awkward I feel and completely out of my element, and I feel like a child, is when the waiter comes in a restaurant and says... Would you like to see the wine list? I'm like, no, I don't. I really don't. I'll just have a lemonade. <laughs> and it's at that point, they may as well, like, I feel like I'm sitting there with one of those kid tuxedos with the white jacket and the bow tie 
and the runners, just a pair of, of white sneakers <laughs> under these ill-fitting black pants, sitting in a chair at the big boy table, you know? I feel like such a fraud at that point. It's like I got no idea about wine. But then, like, there's no way. I'm pretty sure when I was younger, I would have been asked to taste the damn wine that they brought to the table. And I've got to pretend like I know what I'm doing. But I really don't. That's why I avoid it like the plague. I can't. I can't be that guy that taste tests them. Why is it? Why is it that when I finally get a chance to sit down and I've got cold water in front of me, I drink like I've never drank water in my life. Spills out of the side of my mouth like I'm doing a solo ad. <laughs> and then I'm going through like six liters in, in a sitting. And then I won't drink again for the next 48 hours and I feel like an absolute idiot. Why is that? Other side from the fact that I'm a fucking idiot. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, not much to harp on about today. I don't know. What have I been doing? I'm not sure where the next low-hanging fruit episode's coming. I know Andy's in Sydney right now for that wedding that he would have worn a tux to that he wore from the moment he got in his car. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what do I want to bitch about? Ah! <laughs> yeah, the Royal Dahl, our beloved author. Who wrote, you know, the Twits, Matilda, uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, all that sort of shit. I didn't realise that they've, they've made his books woke, where they got rid of any mention of the word fat and ugly from the book. But weren't, like, the Twits, like, wasn't that the, the whole appeal of that book, that the Twits were, like, hideously, menacingly ugly? And not just because of their looks, but because of their personality and spirit? I'm pretty sure I read the tweets more than anything else. I'm pretty sure that was the whole point. And spoiler alert, uh, she she glues, he or she, I can't remember who the protagonist was, they glue everything upside down in the house in order to convince the tweets that they were upside down, so then they glue themselves upside down and shrink into their own bodies and disappear. Pretty sure that's what it was. But they also made the Oompa Loompas gender neutral. Like, Why? How does that change history? Oh, God. Like, I'm not, getting, I'm not going into the whole gender thing. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, go off on a rant about all that shit. But it's just like, you know, moving forward, I get it, right? I get it. Having some neutrality, like, fine. But why... Was it imperative to make the Oompa Loompas, which are clearly little men, why is it imperative to make them gender neutral? Why rewrite the history books on that one? It makes no sense. What have you got to gain? What have you lost? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. It's still amazing, man. Every time it never ceases to amaze me. Every time I jump on the Insta, you know, search feed or whatever, and there's all like you know, you see these reaction videos to these people declaring their pronouns, you know, on on the internet. Like anyone gives a shit. Like no one cares. No one actually cares. I don't know. Like 
I said this to someone the other day, right? Like, I'm obviously Greek, uh, of Greek heritage. You know, I'm proud of my Greek heritage. You know, I don't shy away from it. And, you know, I get, I'm out on the road a lot speaking to clients and things like that. And I'm all over Melbourne. And people, like, you know, I walk into a shop or something and someone will turn around and say, Salam, brother. I'm like, the guy automatically thinks I'm Lebanese, you know, in half these joints, you know, or Turkish, you know, one of the two. I don't take offense to it. I'm not going to start wearing like a, a T-shirt with like an Australian and a Greek flag and tell people that I am of Greek heritage. Please respect my, like, do you know what I mean? Off first bat. So it's like the whole pronoun thing. Like, dude, if you're, if that's what you're waking up with anxiety about, fuck me, man. Your life is not hard enough. I don't know. I get the whole, I get it, like, I get it, but at the end of the day, if your whole, like, okay, look at this way, I get up in the in the morning, and I don't have enough time to, like, shit, I've got, <laughs> I realise that not everyone is like me, I realise that most people live normal lives, make normal amounts of money, and somehow, you know, make ends meet without having to go above and beyond, I get that. And, you know, you don't have to be ambitious. You don't have to wake up in the morning and be ambitious and think that you're going to, every step should be saving the world or, you know, creating some sort of form of counterculture movement or some shit, right? I get that. I completely get that. All you want to do is just wake up, do your job, go to sleep. Fine. But I wake up, I don't have enough time to get anything done that I want to do. I'm just running around trying to get everything that I have to do. So then it, it boggles my mind how people have the energy and the time to dedicate to gender reveal videos on TikTok. Like, do you have nothing else going on in your life? Like, honestly. Honestly. I should be doing videos to promote my podcast. I should be doing videos to promote my businesses. And I don't because I don't have time. I'm actually working. That's why I mean, like, isn't this just tiring? Isn't it mental gymnastics? Like, I remember that one video of that girl, well, girl, she did this whole reveal thing back and forth where she was talking to herself, and she was talking about how she's gender fluid, and that her gender and pronouns can change either the time, the week, the day, the month, the minute, however she's feeling. That's mental illness. That's multiple personalities. That's what you would have been diagnosed with years ago. If you said that one minute you're Tracy, and you're, you know... You're a woman from wherever, and the next second you're you're Tracy, but you're a man from the, that, that, that's that is literally something that you would have been institutionalized about. That's not stable. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's just become so surface level. I've been watching heaps of Kevin Samuels' uh, videos. For those that don't know. I think I've mentioned him before. Kevin Samuels was a a stylist, an image consultant, and like he, he had a YouTube video uh, channel that just blew up. You know, over the last couple of years, he passed away uh, last year, I think, from hypertension. Um, and he caused a lot of controversy because he was coming out basically telling, change, trying to change a narrative of you know, especially within the black community, of women being raised. The last two generations have been raised to believe that they're queens and they can do no wrong, and it's always men, and they should never settle on that. And he's out. he was out to tell everyone that, no, like, 
you are an average woman at best and there's nothing wrong with an average woman getting an average man and you should just be grateful for that. Whereas all these women bringing nothing to the table, you know, in their late 30s, two kids, three kids, two different fathers, you know, and uh, trying to trade on their looks or trying to trade on something like it was an upskill and they were going to land some high-value man. And there are, it, the perception of it was that, you know, that these the woman's perception of reality was way out of whack. So, you know, they were after the high, of high value man who earned more than, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year to a million. And the representation in numbers was just completely skewed. So they had no idea where it's like, you know, 0.3 of a percent of, of men earn more than, you know, 300,000 or 100, uh, $1 million a year or whatever it was. And then, you know, <laughs> just these women, these deluded women that think that instantly call themselves tens. And then put themselves in the category of, you know, Beyonce and, you know, the, the traditionally beautiful women of the planet that are marketed as models and things like that, put themselves in the same categories. <clears throat> and it's really, it's really amazing to see some of the inside of these people. Yeah. Well, like even just Pearl, just Pearl things, uh, Pearl's videos, again, against the narrative of you know, women should be punching up higher and should never settle for shit. Whereas it's always men that are criticized freely and that's there's no problem in doing that. <laughs> I saw that... Uh, freaking news.com, man. Like, it's terrible. I know uh, the Buttsman, uh, what's his name? Butterfield, the uh, comedian. I know he's uh, started leaning in on that Mary Madigan, whatever her name is from news.com, I pointed her out about a year ago with her bullshit articles. And they haven't stopped. They're still the same terrible thing. There's two forms of articles that get written on news.com. There's three regular writers, right? Uh, Mary Madigan and oh, what was that? New Vogue lesbian. What's her name? I keep forgetting her fucking name. Jesus, she keeps popping up. And their two articles are both in the same vein. One says that men are trash and could never get a woman off on their own accord. And the other one says that men are trash and I never want to be married and I should get parental leave for my dog. <laughs> and these, I'm not making this up. This is legit. This is fucking legit. It's always about body positivity and all that sort of stuff, but the dog thing is legit. I can't remember the name of the lesbian. And that's literally, and I say the lesbian, not because I'm being bigoted or, or homophobic or whatever, but literally that is what 90% of her marketability has been the last two years. She was straight, never, and then had an epiphany about 12 to 24 months ago, and now her life's changed because she's a lesbian. She's the Hannah Gatsby of the journalism world. She keeps shoehorning it in anywhere she can. And there's just more and more about how men are crap. And that's, I remember, that's what pissed me off last week when I was just, you know, doing the scroll. She had a picture of herself, like a selfie from Instagram, with the caption, men are overrated. Fuck me. If I put up a selfie of myself with the caption, women are overrated, where would that get me? If not in jail, <laughs> you know? If not in jail, apologizing on a show somewhere, having to pay fines, like... This is someone that they're paying to write. 
Bacody, Nadia Bacody. Fuck, I got her name. There we go. Nadia Bacody and Mary Madigan. Mary Madigan. They are the stream of conscious writers that literally do nothing but write about how men are trash. And <laughs> look, that's it. That is it. How does it pass as journalism? And I'm not saying they're getting Pulitzer Prizes, but they're getting paid a salary to put these bullshit articles in that are based purely on personal experience and opinion. Of course it's going to be skewed. I don't know how in their, like, how they still got a platform. I do not understand it. Fuck. And then, and then. (laughs) Headline of the week. I saw this one yesterday and I started laughing. I laughed out loud. (laughs) Madonna is having a crisis of confidence. We're back at Madonna. I don't want to flog the dead horse and the irony's not lost on that comment (laughs) just because I can see her, her fucking face. Jesus Christ, Madonna is having a crisis of confidence because she's split up with her toy boy boyfriend. There's like a 40-something year age gap between them. And he's gone off to bang someone that's closer to his own age and she's having a crisis of confidence. And there were like quotes from it, like, you know, she felt she was at the, she was uh, overlooked at the Grammys and insignificant and now she's got to reinvent herself and come back bigger than ever. She's planning some bullshit, massive gala show, you know, world tour that's going to put her back on the map. It's like, fuck. Crisis of confidence? Have you seen her face? Her face says everything you need to know about that woman. And this is, this is what gets me. It's such a toxic circle, and somehow men are the ones that are at fault for it, right? This is what I understand, right? And you can just look at the material girl. Fuck me, the material girl. There we go. Let's start off with that one, right? I'm sorry, Madonna, but this is how it is, okay? In the 80s, she made a career making music about progressive topics, you know, like um, Papa Don't Preach was about an abortion, you know? <laughs> she wanted to keep... She wanted to keep the baby that, like, you know, she got knocked up by some random dude and her dad didn't approve and la, 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 right? She started the whole natural movement where she's, like, not shaving her underarms and she's got, like, you know, thick-ass eyebrows and all that sort of shit. Fine. Stole a lot from Pat Benatar, but anyway. (laughs) right? Material Girl. Made a song about being a material girl in a material world. Right? Focusing on the materialism, yet being natural. Then, Fenner remembers the image shake-up. The one thing Madonna does is she's like a parasite that attracts itself to a host body and like sucks all the life out of it and then moves along. She's a musical parasite. She'll latch on every decade. She'll latch on to whatever's in vogue. I've said this before. She'll latch on to whatever's in vogue. Hire, you know, the, whatever producers are making money at the time and just channel all the energy into making music that sounds like it's of the era. So, in hindsight, she's essentially the poster child for pop music, you know, as, in, as far as changing her image, no musical um, or artistic integrity, 
but just doing whatever she can to like stay relevant in whatever way. So, you know, she did that book on sex back in the like early 90s, I think, late 80s. Um, fuck, who was in that? Like Dolph Lundgren, there was some randoms. Vanilla Ice was definitely in it because it was jamming her at the time. Anyway, so she went from being natural to coming back as, remember those um, uh, speed cone brassiers that she was wearing, pushing the nudity front at like, you know, work and all that sort of shit, reinventing herself there. Fast forward to like, you know, 2000, 2001, 1999, when Britney and Christina, the new pop starlets of the generation, the next generation, they were in. So she's got to stay relevant. So she does a, a performance of um, Like a Virgin, I think it was, with Britney and Christina, makes out with both of them on stage at the Grammys, stays relevant that way. <laughs> then made all those songs where she's like, one, she's in the back of a limo. She's like with the dudes that are younger than her wearing like leotards and shit. <clears throat> Fast forward even further. Let's go to like last year where F- Fiddy was trolling the shit out of her because she released all those photos of herself. And she's like in her jocks, just ass up in the air, clearly fake ass implants. And she just kept getting work done on her face. Like, everyone through COVID was reinventing themselves to stay alive. She was reinventing herself to create a new, like, uh, host body. Like, literally. She was hoping to come back out with a new face and personality. And she did. Destroyed herself. Hooks up with a dude that's, like, 50 years younger than her. For whatever reason. Like, I don't care. Have your relations. That's fine. I've got no problem with that. But... She kept mangling her face. She came out at the Grammys this year, clearly bloated, looking like something out of uh, Alien. And you wonder what, why, like, dude, like, that's wrong, man. There's something going on under the layers, as many as there could be. And she's having a crisis of confidence. She feels like she's insignificant. No shit. You're in your 60s, woman. And you've flogged it. You've peddled it as far as it goes, but there's only so much clay you can keep working and regrooming. She's literally going to fall apart like the death becomes her. I said that about myself a couple of weeks ago. That's how I feel. And I'm, I'm half of Madonna's age, almost. <laughs> Not quite. Maybe a third. Two-thirds? I don't know. Two-thirds. I'm two-thirds Madonna's age. Yeah? But that's literally what she's doing. And this is the problem. People still out there, people are still celebrating her every move. Like, you know, she's the queen of reinvention and she's so progressive and she's an icon. And last, she was an icon. She was an icon and she'd made some good music. But now, now, this is mental illness. This is literally mental illness. And this is what scares me. And it goes with Kanye as well. I brought this up the other day talking with um, a mate online. This is, if you had, I've got friends that I've literally unfollowed on social media because I didn't recognize them anymore. As in their accounts popped up and I've gone, who the fuck is this? And it's someone who's had heaps of work done. It's like, you know what? You want to get work done? Fine, right? You have an insecurity, you want to iron out, that's fine. But at what point does it become destructive? And, I've, and this is the thing, I've said this before. 
And this was, I said this years ago. I remember years, years, years ago. I should find it. It's on a very early episode. I still remember I was with Nick and Johnny when we were talking about it. I was driving through the hood one morning, very, very early in the morning, 8.30. There's traffic everywhere. It was like school run day, that sort of thing. And I remember looking out my window into the next car at the lights. Yeah. There's music blaring or something. I can't remember what it was, but I remember just turning and look, gazing my attention at the car next, next to me. And there was a teenage girl in the passenger seat. And she was wearing like a school uniform and her mother was driving. I'm assuming it was her mother. It's an older woman. And it was 8.30 in the morning and she had like like augmented face, but like full face of makeup. Like I'm talking beyond repair, like with wedding makeup. That's the best analogy I can always use. Wedding makeup, right? Airbrushed, pulled back, plucked, sucked, all that sort of shit. And I was looking at that and I was just trying to put myself in that situation how can you sit there in your right mind and tell your daughter and convince your daughter that she's beautiful the way she is when you get up out of bed at 8.30 in the morning to do the morning school run and that's how you're leaving the house? How can you possibly look at your daughter, your children and tell, convince them that they're beautiful in their own skin? Don't let anyone tear you down. It's like, look at your insecurities, man. That's mental illness at that point. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I've unfollowed so many friends because I literally didn't recognize who they were. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And it's like, man, if I had a friend that went above and beyond like that to go through augmentation, man, shit, if I turned up and started fucking with my face to that degree, pumping it full of, of chemicals and all types of shit, Right? Someone surely, I would expect someone to turn around and say, "Dude, what are you doing?" And you know what? It's not just women that cop it; it's men that cop it that are on the on this end of the critique as well. Yeah, what's his name? That dude from um, uh, America's Got Talent, or America's um, is it America's top Got Talent or American Idol? Which one is it? Simon um Cow, is that his name? It is, Simon Cowell. Oh, wow, well, I got it. Yeah? Simon Cowell has fucked with his face for years. And every time he comes out, and he's got like beadier eyes and like rosier cheeks and more plump features and shit. They fucking smash him. Like, what's going on with him? Something's not right with him. We need to get him off TV. Madonna is a ghoul. A ghoul. I'm not saying I'm a prize, but fuck me. And I'm not coming out saying I've got a crisis of confidence. And the other irony of it is, is it cosmetics. Cosmetics, beauty enhancement, and all that sort of shit. It's a tri-billion tri dollar industry. And it's like 80% of the market is women. I'm not peddling that insecurity. I know I'm not. So where's it come from? You're telling me like with all the strength and, and praise that women get in 2023 in the, in the quest to become equal, right? Because they haven't achieved equality yet. In that quest, you're telling me that that's how deep the insecurity lies? I want, just want answers, man. I don't know. What are your thoughts? But that's what I mean. Like at that point, it's just fucking... Like, like Kanye. It goes beyond, like, um, it goes beyond cosmetic surgery. Look at Kanye and his stupid masks 
and beanies and shit that he was wearing. Not beanies, like full face bandana, uh, balaclavas. They look like gimp masks. And he's turning up to do interviews with that shit. Or he's going to fashion shows and he's wearing that shit. And people are praising him like he's, you know, uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier or something. Like, what are you, for real? The man's clearly out of his mind. And I actually said that the other day. I got into a thing with um, uh, uh, Nick. Nick or... I got into a thing with him online. But not a thing with him, it was just a conversation. But he just he had a photo. He had a photo of um, Will Smith in tears. He had a photo of Tyrese Gibson in tears. And a photo of Kanye West in tears. And he put this thing up. It says, gentle reminder. And he said, the world watched Will Smith listen to his wife tell him on live TV that she had an affair and people laughed at Will. He became a meme. The world watched Tyrese Gibson have a mental breakdown in regards to not seeing his daughter from parental alienation. People laughed at Tyrese. He became a meme. The world watched Kanye West have a mental breakdown live on TV. People called him crazy. He became a meme. And people wonder why men don't open up about their mental health problems. And I counted it. I said, look, man. All right. Will Smith is his own issue. The man went onto a TV show where full well knew what the agenda was and he comes out discussing his wife's affair. He full well cucked himself into that and he chose to be on that TV show. You're going to cry, man, because it's for tears at that point. Kanye West should never have been allowed in front of a camera. And I can't remember who said it. Someone on a talk show somewhere said people like Kanye West yeah, they shouldn't be. His friends should not be letting him get in front of TV. He's clearly not right. Clearly needs help. Why would you allow your friend to jump on TV in a flak jacket or a flak vest talking about running for president? And he's come up with these goofy conspiracy theories and saying the most anti-Semitic shit on the planet to the point where where what's his name, Alex Jones? You know, one of the most notoriously insane podcast hosts and shit in the states even he's like had to walk back Kanye's uh, comments like well, you're out of line if Alex Jones has to walk you back Jesus Christ Tyrese Gibson I don't know what's going on with him I know that he, yeah, he was alienated from his kids or something and he had like a meltdown on a live and that's become a meme you know that's shit but as far as Will Smith and, and Kanye go fuck me where are these people's friends family minders They've got a team of people around them to keep them in check. I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's one big convoluted mess. Anyway, I think I've rambled on enough. This is probably going to be the one that gets me cancelled because I'm touching on all the sensitive topics. I think I hit women, cosmetics, gender pronouns. Alien, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I'm going to try and get some more content for you guys, but yeah, it's just uh, next couple of months are going to be flat out. But I, I will try. <laughs> I will try. Again, thank you to anyone that's liked, shared, followed, supported. You know, please just share the, the news and the noise. Don't worry about buying us a coffee. Just share it just once on your social media, once to someone you're talking to, anything if you're still listening to this shit. Um, yeah, the plays are still there. It's really strange because I'm not putting any more money into this to actually advertise the, the brand. So... Still getting plays, which is, yeah, still bizarre to me. Um, but yeah, I'll figure it out. My rent just went up by... <laughs> my rent just went up by 25%. 25%, just under 25%. And I've got to figure out if I'm going to stay where I'm living 
Well, I'm going to be back on the streets. <laughs> Out on the streets for a living. <laughs> yeah, the audacity, man. I just got this friendly email saying, your rent is, your lease is, is set to run out. And given the current market, we're thinking about putting it up 25%. Tell us your thoughts. Don't motherfucker. I had a heart attack. My thoughts. I'll tell you what my thoughts are. It's funny, like, yeah, everyone I've told is just like, they can't do that. That's insane. They can't raise it that much. Oh, but they can. They can. <laughs> yeah, cost of living has gone through the fucking roof. I don't know how I'm still here. I don't, I wait, every day I wake up is a blessing. The fact that I wake up and breathe oxygen, even that costs money. <laughs> I work too hard for very little reward. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I'm exhausted. I gotta get some work done. Um, thank you all for listening. As always, like, share, follow, subscribe, do all that sort of shit. Let me know what you think about all the crap that I just said. And hopefully this one's the one that gets me cancelled and I can just put a bullet to my head and be done with all of it. <laughs> Call it a day. Smoke crack. <laughs> Hold up.